2: it's your girl claudia jordan it's wednesday we are back with another fantastic episode of tgif now we're going to break down the tea and all the biggest headlines in the news and on social media so sit back relax get you something to drink let's see what the fellas are sipping on please welcome al Reynolds. what's up al
0: what's going on claudia
2: are you drinking this evening
0: yes i am i have to drink i'm having heineken beer
2: why Why do you have to drink? What are you doing? What's happening?
0: <laughs> too much going on. Too much going on. I wish I could share, but too much going on.
2: Okay. Well, just let us know if uh, we need to get some bail money. We don't want you to be locked up abroad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I'm going
2: to save on that. Okay. <laughs> Please welcome Funky Zineva. What's up, Q?
1: What's going on? You know what? Normally, I'm unlocking my better self, but now I'm unlocking my top buttons. y'all. I'm gaining weight and my blouses don't fit. The way they used to, it, it keeps riding up under my arms and buckling up. Is this what y'all be going through? Oh,
2: you mean people with normal weights that don't like wear the same as a crackhead? <laughs> you
1: no, know, not them. I'm talking about y'all. <laughs> the old 40 that's no longer young, the over 50 that's no longer young and supple and, you know. If-
2: Al, if I was on a panel and I was the youngest and I was with two 50-year-olds, I wouldn't keep talking about my age drawing attention <laughs> right, to the fact right, that I look yeah. the oldest. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah.
0: you, maybe it's a muscle that you've actually developed after <laughs> two and a half years. I mean, more. that's the first. You know, they, they jumping, that's fine, look at it, it's jumping. <laughs>
1: jumping like Claudia's fat-ass cat.
2: Oh, so my <laughs> yes, my cat is now, is 17 pounds. I just weighed my cat 17 pounds. <laughs>
0: Claudia, you got a fat. You know what? what? <laughs> Q, gets your <her> friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. Wait a minute. I just Wait. thought about how that came out.
2: <laughs> Full disclosure. We talked is- about this before the show. Q says, you're going to say that to Claudia. He just did not <laughs> deliver the
0: joke. He's He didn't get what he's supposed to do. <laughs> What was I supposed to say? It
2: wasn't supposed to sound like sexual harassment. It was supposed to sound <laughs> cute, like, oh, you got a fat pussy? Like a cat. Oh, uh, <laughs> like okay. And you said it kind of like.
1: Again, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning from you, too.
2: Give me a six. Yes, I weighed my cat and he's 17 pounds. So I, I if anyone has any tips on how to, like have your animal lose weight? Like, how do you put a cat on a diet? It's hard. Or how do you make- so cat- Believe
1: it or not, my dog is on a diet and I'm just reducing his food. I got him senior dog food for seniors. Okay. I'm reducing the amount I give him. I used to give him whatever his little cup, I give him a half a cup now. Okay. Um, has it been working? No, but it <laughs> makes me feel good that i have at least trying <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm gone a lot, so I have those automatic feeders, so it just drops down. So when I'm gone, I think he just keeps, he's just like face down, ass up, just eating all day. You know know what I'm
0: saying? (laughs) Y'all are
2: familiar with that. All right, let's get into the show. We have a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go with this fake top. It's been reported that Chris Rock is ready to speak out about Will Smith, the Oscar slap. The comedian is planning to address the infamous slap during his new Netflix special, which is scheduled to air a week before the Oscars. Now, that's good marketing. The comic has spent the past year on a nearly nonstop tour of arenas and theaters, where he gradually rolled out a a slew of jokes about being assaulted by Smith, but is expected to finally go wide with his take on the slap in the Netflix special. Al, let's start with you. Are you here for this? What are your thoughts? What do you think?
0: Hey, brilliant, Claudia and Q. You know, I talked about this a year ago when I said that he should not be speaking about the slap until the Oscars again next year and look he's actually using the technique that I talked about and it's interesting too because from what we understand he's done a hundred shows so far it has grossed seven hundred thousand dollars a show allegedly which is 70 million dollars keeping that slap dialogue close to the best now he's he's um going to be talking about it in a Netflix Special, first of its kind, live streaming. And we know Netflix already has a $40 million deal with him. Can you imagine how much money he's going to garner from doing this smart financial move, Chris Rock? I'm glad you listened to TGI up and listened to what I said, do.
2: <laughs> That's right, Al. <laughs> Q, what did you think?
1: Y'all know one of my life's mottos that a drug dealer girlfriend taught me in the 90s was pay me for my pain. Okay. Pay me for my pain. You went through it. You might as well monetize it. And here's the thing. Everything in our lives, we look back on and they happen for a reason. I wonder with the financial gain that Chris Brown has gotten, Chris Rock, excuse me, from this one little blip in history, will there ever be a day where he can sit down with Will and be like, you know what? In that moment, I was mad and wanted to. Brother, you set my life on a financial trajectory that I gotta be
0: like, thank you. Mm, yeah, yes. seventy million dollars, Claudia. Seventy million dollars off of hundred shows. Wouldn't you love to kind of see some money like that?
2: Hell yeah, you can slap me around. I, mean, <laughs> I do not endorse domestic violence. I'm just saying,
0: like,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm just listen, saying. I will let any one of y'all slap me for five thousand. Okay. So, <laughs> really, million? <laughs> you know yes, five. One slap.
2: Five
1: I, got five, I, got five, I got five racks for you. <laughs> five times. Two on
2: each cheek. That's the easy okay. money. You like being abused, Q, you like to think how that thing abused a little bit?
1: Pay me for my pain, honey. Pay me for my pain.
0: Remember I, his I grow to like it. <laughs> you remember that one boyfriend had him dangling over the, the balcony right. around his hands, around his neck.
2: So you're like a little um, masochist, right? Is that the masochist or the say that's the masochist. On like to the me. next
1: thing. I'm not telling y'all no more of my business because I get vulnerable with y'all and the viewers on the show, and then y'all take my business and throw it at my face for jokes, and it's not funny.
2: So And domestic
1: violence is not funny. Now, when it was Chris Brown (laughs) and Rihanna up here, everybody wanted to be hush-hush. But now that it's me up here getting domestic violence against, now y'all want to laugh and
0: Kiki. You're the one that said you liked it. What you didn't like was him locking you out of the apartment. No,
1: I didn't say I liked it. I said that wasn't what made me leave. So you liked it? No, I (laughs) tolerated it. It's the difference.
2: I love when Q tries to get serious about the things he brags about. You you know, we, Al, you and I put his business out there, yet he has a whole segment dedicated to Q's, you know, teak time where he brags about being the other man. Wild nonsense. (laughs) All kind of disgusting debauchery, but it's us. It's me and you, Al.
0: Right, right. Uh,
2: Shout out. We got a birthday shout out to the real Nessa Langley, Didn't. Din Whittle, she wants a birthday shout-out, so happy birthday to you.
1: Hey, Nessa. That, she got to be part of the funky bunch She she's the real Nessa. Hey, Nessa, girl. <laughs> That's right. That's happy Nessa. Birthday.
0: Happy birthday. I got your, got your message. Happy birthday. All right, cool. All
2: right, y'all. A white student who was enrolled at Howard University's law school is suing the HBCU after allegedly facing racial discrimination. Uh-oh. The former student, Michael Newman, is seeking $2 million in damages for the cause of pain, suffering emotional anguish, and damage to his reputation. The lawsuit claims that Newman suffered depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts due to public ostracism, vilification, and humiliation. According to the school's global head of diversity recruiting, Newman was the most hated student at Howard. The hate was a result of Newman allegedly posting a photo on Twitter of of an enslaved person revealing a badly whipped back with the caption, but we don't know what he did before the picture was taken. Newman also allegedly made fun of black police brutality victims. Newman was expelled from Howard due to these actions.
1: Q, take it away. Listen, I am not here for Mayonnaise Matthew and his antics tonight. All right, first of all, this guy feels like a plant. He feels like a plan. Um, I always find it, and and, and although we ask for inclusion and diversity, I always find it very peculiar when white people choose to put themselves in all Black spaces, right? And and, and really quick anecdote, Peter Thomas did a video one time about his restaurant, bar, Bar One Miami Beach. He said he has one of the nicest restaurants on Miami Beach, but why is it when white people walk into the restaurant, they look around, they see a bunch of Black faces, then they turn around and walk out? A lot of white people innately don't like to be around droves of black people. They get scared. They get nervous. So it makes me feel like he was a plant in the first place. Second of all, what did you expect? You can't go and incite violence and incite emotional reactions out of people and expect to feel a warm embrace. Um, and I'm pretty sure in D.C. he's probably going to end up with a black judge. that's going to feel the same way. So to hell you go, Matthew, you or whatever his name was. You ain't your lawsuit. We don't care. Mm. What do you think?
0: Listen, I think it's disgusting. I think what he did, the mockery that he did while being in law school was disgusting. Listen, I am 100% believe in diversity, equity, and inclusion, but not to the tune of somebody this careless. And let me tell you something. I'm glad Howard had the balls to expel them because they knew a lawsuit was coming, but they sent a universal message, and I'm loving this message that they sent, and that's HBCUs are never to be trifling with. You do not come in our safe haven for our students and mock anything as it relates to race relations. Thumbs up to Howard, and And I promise you and I hope that the judge does the right thing and throw this case out as well as him out.
2: I agree with both of you. This guy is clearly the ops and it was definitely a plant. Hey, let's go apply to an HBCU, get in there, wreak havoc, do things we know is going to rile up the people, then claim discrimination. They're hating on me. You know what? It it, it pisses me off because you know is what we do, what we have to deal with, in it naturally without creating a fake environment, is what you're mocking. And there is a certain segment of the population, a certain segment, before y'all think that I'm talking. About, this is not a blanket statement against white people, because there's a lot of fantastic people of all races, okay, that will agitate, that want to be oppressed so badly to make fun of our real oppression. You know, reverse racism. Oh, she's a racist against me. First of all, if you look at the definition of racism, I don't have the power to oppress a, 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 a national, a, a racial group. I don't. I don't have it. I'm not oppressing you financially. I'm not oppressing you with your rights. I don't have the power. So learn how to use the right word, first of all. Second of all, it to, to play in our faces like this and to kind of do, kind of mock us. That's what I feel like. I feel like he's mocking us. Like when there's a black person in a hostile white environment, But we don't have to go in and and set it up and create a fake situation. It happens. You went agitated and then you're going to cry and complain about it. Whatever your name is, I hope you get no money out of this. And I hope you actually have some issues getting employment out of this because you actually are someone that probably you you probably would wreak havoc elsewhere.
0: It's Uh disgusting.
2: And I'm tired of people making fun of and comparing everything to slavery, the discrimination and racism that black people face on the regular. Everything is not to be compared to that. And I'm tired of it. Everything is not that. Oh, that's like the N-word for us. Get out of here with this. Not nothing is like the N-word. Nothing. And and, and to, to, to gaslight those students like that is unbelievable. Shout out to Howard University. Protect Howard at all costs. Costs. All right, y'all, moving on. Uh, a few weeks ago, we reported on a story uh, surrounding a Tennessee police officer who was fired for involvement in a sex scandal with other male officers. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. The lady that had a little choo-choo train, the little chocolate choo-choo train right out her. Well, in a new federal lawsuit, the officer Megan Hall is claiming, <laughs> here we go,
0: here <laughs> we freaking go,
2: claiming that superiors in her department Sexually groomed her. It's not her fault she was groomed. The 26 year old former cop also blamed her troubled marriage for the scandalous affairs and said she felt trapped and exploited, and therefore she had no choice but to allow seven black cocks up in her. The lawsuit states where Ms. Hall sought role models at her new job, she instead found predators. Hall was fired in January after uh, the affairs with five other cops became public uh al what do you think about this is she the victim here
0: listen i gotta think about this listen i mean when's the last time you went on a job and found seven role models (laughs) that were not your color Uh, this just reeks of desperate and silly the defense is, is 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 baseless this was consensual sex everyone from the captain of the the police station who was an African-american man three other black officers officers one Italian and one Spanish guy something is just letting me know that she just wasn't getting pleased at home and that was the root of her issues and she was trying to find that pleasure at work and obviously she did because she did it for a very long time now this is the issue here with this. The sad part is she's probably gonna use this defense and because it's against all minorities basically, she will probably win. And that's disgusting because these men now are without jobs, without their pension, and I'm sure some unrest at their home, with their home life.
2: Facts. Q, what do you think about this husband?
1: I have said it before, white women are the most crafty species that has ever existed. I am totally convinced that there is a finishing school out there for white women that teaches them in the third grade the power of their tears and in the fourth grade escaping accountability because that's what this is, a total escape from accountability, instead of just saying I was fast in the ass, I was a whore. I like BBC. I wanted to fantasize and experience what they do in the porno. I like letting it know and spreading it. Why I try to make only extra money on OnlyFans. My husband wasn't pleasing me. I was born to be a slut. I'm sex. <laughs> All these different things she could have said. She could have even said, "Cause me, saw me. It's so many different things she could have said but now all of a sudden she's America's vanilla princess and none of it is my fault. When my panties ended up around my ankles in the broom closet, none of it was my fault. (laughs) When they pulled it to the side and slid through, none of it was my fault. When I cheated and went against my vows on my husband, none of it was my fault. It was all the big black scary wolf's fault. Are you kidding me? And the sad part about it is the white man is the number two most crafty creature on this planet because he rather stand behind her and believe that so he can hold his head up high in the church and in the community versus divorcing his husband and letting his homeboys know on the golfing court that his wife got ran through by a bunch of black men and, and Spanish men and she's now tarnished. Instead, nope. I'm standing by Mayonnaise Mary because she was assaulted and groomed, <laughs> playing into all type of racial tropes. I, I'm just not here for it.
2: Um, it's giving rosewood. Yes. It's giving it's giving rosewood, uh, remember in Rosewood, the white woman was having an affair with another white man and was got you know her husband suspected that she'd been been tampered with. She instead of taking accountability for her horrid ways. And being unfaithful, she instead accused a black man, just a random black man, not a specific one, of raping her. And it caused the demise of an entire black city. So many people were killed. The city was burned to the ground. It was awful. Look it up. It happened in Florida. And for those of you who haven't seen the movie, The Youngsters, you will be so pissed off. Because it's still the spirit of Rosewood lives in this bitch today. (laughs) That Rosewood spirit lives in this, this bitch OK, and the
1: spirit of all of me <laughs>
2: and, and, and the spirit and the semen of all these men. First of all, bitch, you're married. I don't know about these men that ran through your ass, but you're married. You took vows to your husband. You are a slut and you're the one that broke your vows. So to not take accountability. First of all, you humiliate your boyfriend, your husband. You made the police department look crazy. And then you also uh, flipped on these men that you all had your little thing together. Y'all both grown, all, not both, all consenting adults. So y'all went in this consensually. You know what I mean? I'm actually surprised she's not pulling the rape card, but she knows she can't do that. But the fact that she let not one, not two, not three, not four, but was it five? Five men, right? Mm -hmm. Five men that are coworkers, all screw the same holes. You are a dusty, dirty, filthy bitch. And then you're married. And then to turn around and blame it on them, what she should do is say, I I was out of my mind. I'm sorry. But she can't do that because that would be too much like right. You little dusty, dirty, rosewood, raggedy ass bitch. And I swear, I hope you get fired, but it probably is not gonna work out that way. I think Al is right. She'll probably make some 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 progress with this grooming thing. Bitch, you 26.
1: And you know what? On that note, guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more TGIF after this. You're a whore. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to TJF. Shout out to the people in the chat that uh, they seem to like this new spicy version of the show. So
1: Wait, yeah. Miss Claudia, that last, we got to revisit that last episode because I'm not through with Goldilocks and the seven <laughs> bears, okay? She <laughs> ran through, and let me tell you something, she looked wholesome enough, Claudia, where I think that she probably would have took her punishment on the chin or in the mouth in this case, but I really think it's the lawyer putting her up to this because the lawyer is supposed to do anything to get you off.
2: You you have a point. I mean, yeah, they have to throw those Hail Marys. But here's my thing about the, my thing is the husband, like him
1: staying. He's stupid for staying. He's stupid. Okay.
2: As a woman, uh, let's just be frank here. When you have sex with a man that has a, a a larger penis than your last, like you feel that difference, right? And it stretches you out. It's like an earring oh. hole, like your earring hole's small, then it just gets blown, like it gets bigger. And then it eventually goes back, right? She went and had five other penises bigger than her husband's it's- penis. And six, and then went back to her husband. You know, there's no tread left on that thing. She's got to <laughs> feel like, I bet you when they're doing it, she's like, okay, I had a guy, right? That it was very <laughs> insignificant, but I loved him. So I was looking at him like, I know we're doing it. Is my coochie big? I don't feel nothing. <laughs> like,
1: she, she
2: was, you know what I mean? Her thing is spread out. So how do you as a man go after that? And you have to be thinking about that all the time, right? Yeah.
1: He probably gonna, I don't know why he stayed. He probably gonna whoop her ass every day of their marriage from here until they die.
2: Everybody a couple of million dollars. That's true. He's gonna take all that money to buy some Coronas. All right, y'all. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we segue out of this, but uh, before we continue with our very educational and uh, classy topics, our very own Al Reynolds recently graced the red carpet at the 54th NAACP Image Awards. Welcome to Al's Hollywood highlights. Hi. All right, y'all, let's take a look at your experience at the 54th NAACP Awards. Al, go ahead and tell us, how was your experience?
0: Sure. Listen, let me tell you something. This year's Image Awards, this year's week of activation was unparalleled, guys. Let me tell you, the president of the NAACP, Derek Johnson's theme for this year was Thriving, and that's exactly the environment that he created from everything from the golf. Um, tournament to the fashion show to the to the the panel discussion that James Debose our boss served on 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 diversity and the importance of black media, it was all. A one guys Claudia and Q you talk very frequently here about the importance of us supporting our black media and that's exactly what the big names of Hollywood did that stopped and talked to me as well as the other black press. We got everyone from Kyla Pratt to Sean Patrick Thomas from the till we got um, the best man Malcolm D Lee the director from the best man we got Kenya Moore Brian White Angela Bassett take a look and let's see what you think. What's up, Soul? We're gonna talk about all things black excellence here at the 54th annual NAACP Image Awards, where we celebrate us. Please tell me, what does it feel like to be on the carpet today? You know, it
1: it's,
0: it's really surreal.
2: You walk in here and you just feel the energy of beautiful
1: blackness, beautiful people who I love and admire. And the energy in here is just something different. I'm not even cold no more.
0: (laughs) And what a blessing to be full of such beautiful black talent, like a room full of beautiful black talent. It's just, I'm grateful to be here. You know, I feel like I am at home here. I am with my family here. And you know, to have your family uh, acknowledge you, really is huge, because they know you better than anybody. Right. Image Awards has historically been so supportive of my career, starting from Love and Basketball. Ooh, so when the noms come out, you know we're like, did I get that, did I get that nom? <laughs> and they've been so great, nine nominations for our film. Um, they see our excellence, and that means so much to us. Well, you know the, the the sister that lived next to you
1: likes what you do. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, it. I did something. Yeah, so it feels like that. That's
0: all I've ever been uh, lauded by, and that's beautiful and great for me because that means I know I'm doing something right and I'm doing what I what I set out to do which is normalized black life in America.
1: I want our people to see themselves in all of the stories, yes. right? Because you know what, we were in all the spaces,
2: always have been. The fact that we're getting so many opportunities to celebrate ourselves and our peers,
1: it's amazing. So much of what we do happens uh, in the dark. So much of what we do happens and it goes unappreciated and this is a night where we get to give ourselves some flowers, you know, so right. if I can be a part of that, I'm all for that. This is, for me, my first nomination oh, well, of I'm an first NAACP Image so I'm really excited to be here.
0: This is one of the most important, because it's the NAACP's carpet. I mean, they paved the way for us to even have this platform, or platforms like this that celebrate black excellence, so I'm really honored to be a part of it, to be a presenter here and to be a nominee this year.
1: To get to see Queen Latifah host, uh, Angela Bassett win, Entertainment of the year, I mean, I'm like a kid in a
0: candy factory. Nice, light tonight, man. It, it, it makes you feel good, it makes you feel celebratory. I'm glad to see my folks, and I'm glad to be doing stuff with Fox. So that's all from the yellow carpet here at the NAACP Image Awards. See you next year. See <laughs> how you got, we got every. I'm just sitting
1: over here like a kid in a candy store. We got everybody, but it me. Or did y'all know this white fish in the back when Ruth Carter was speaking with the mask on? Now, why the white lady got to be at the NAACP Awards—the only one with a mask on? Oh my god! You know, well, we was-
0: actually we actually did get a number of of white people. We got uh, Lisa from Abbott Elementary, what, who spoke to us. We did get a number of them. We just didn't, you know, include them in this clip because I wanted to celebrate specifically black excellence like you and Claudia always talk about.
2: I will say this, and I'm glad they are coming around. The fact that so many big names showed up at our award show. We need to do more of this where every single time we have an award show, the who's who of black Hollywood and music is there and we won't need their awards and ours can carry just as much value. So good job. That was amazing. That was great. All right, y'all moving on. Janet Jackson's nephew, TJ Jackson was vocal on Twitter. About what he thought about his aunt's past performances, when a fan tagged uh, TJ in a clip from one of Janet's steaming performances, JT wrote, I never liked when she did this in concerts either. I don't like when females are overly sexualized in art. It degrades and objectifies women in a way that's not healthy. I prefer the, that's the way love goes, Janet. A Twitter user challenged TJ, and wrote, so when Michael grabbed his crotch and even got his video banned for vulgarity, did that diminish his art? Because you could argue he at times was more vulgar than Janet. TJ responded, his videos never objectified women. That's my issue. I can't understand why you would be okay with that. I'm trying to teach my daughters to be queens, not hoes. All right, fellas, what do you take on this? And does TJ have a point or should he just beat it Al, No, Q, let's go to you first.
1: So, you know what? I just, before we dig in and dive in, y'all, I just want to give the soulmate some context, right? Because everybody's instantly going to scream he clout chasing, he clout chasing. Just for a little texture, he was talking about somebody else first. And then somebody said, basically, oh, yeah, well, since you're talking about this person, sweep around your own front porch. What about your Aunt Janet? You know what I'm saying? And that's when he came back and said, well, I didn't like her doing this either. So just for some texture. I mean, listen. One token, I'm a man, and I'm told that I'm not I'm not able to tell y'all what y'all are supposed to do with y'all body and y'all being sex positive, so on and so forth. But on the other token, I do feel like music has gotten too, um, too racy when it comes to sexuality and women. Now, some may think my comment is invalid because I'm a man. I don't know where the truth lies, but I do know that music is more raunchy today, and it's more about ass than it is about art. So he does have a point. And Claudia, with you being a former video model, I, I really think your opinion on this probably would hold the most weight. What is your thoughts?
2: Um, I, I will say that I don't know if Janet or Michael was more sexual because they both did props gra- grabbing on that. But here's the thing it's like, you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. If you don't, you're deemed boring and you're not sexy enough. We need more sex appeal because the males, the, the, the sex appeal, they want that, right? And then if you do it, then you're, said, they said you're too sexual. Uh, I will say there was definitely a huge change in the music videos from the late 90s and early 2000s. It was, like a, it was more about love and less about sex. I mean, it definitely, they did talk about sex, but they were more flowery in their writing. Like if you listen to music from the 70s and 80s, they still talked about screwing, okay? They talked about giving head, but they would never say head. They would say, you know, take my love inside of you. or Let me go as deep as, how deep is your love? Now they would just say, that mouth do you know what i'm saying it's different we are desensitized before and i i prefer the more flowery language i prefer when it was like classy i do think it it definitely is more raunchy but when i think raunchy i don't think janet jackson i don't i don't i think freak though she a little freaky I'm mad at her though. Al, what do you think? You like her freaking as he here for it?
0: Listen, I took this more personal as a family situation. I don't think the remarks comes as a surprise from her family. If you watch that documentary, her family has been very vocal you know, for a long time about her her outfits and about her performances. But given the fact that we all know how big of a hit that Janet took for that incident at the Super Bowl, especially her family. Remember, she had to skip the Grammys. Remember, she lost the Lena Horne um, biopic. Remember, she had to part ways with her record label. She lost millions of dollars. I just feel like it was very distasteful for her family to step into space and speak on that when they know how much she's been trying to rebound from it so i took it a little bit more family kind of you know like that was just wrong for him to do that but look the family has been very vocal in the past about it but i just feel like he needs to give her a little bit of grace as she begins to rebuild
2: and when they, they were jehovah witnesses aren't they
0: correct mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I, I get it there and, and also when it's your aunt it's different like I, you who wants to see their aunt being sexy or their niece or their nephew that i get it But I also feel there's an uh, insane amount of pressure on Janet Jackson with Michael Jackson as her big brother. I'm
1: gonna tell you something though. And there's some people that's gonna get mad with me. I don't care. That damn Jehovah's Witness ain't worth something. I had a friend that was Jehovah's Witness. And you know, they were staunch on sex and stuff. And to keep from losing her virginity, she was in high school taking it up the ass, okay? And you oh. cannot tell me that that to me is more sexual than doing it in the front. You got to be real grown. And first of all, I'm of the thought process. Anytime you take your clothes off and rub your body up against somebody else, that's sex. So all that Jehovah's Witnesses uh, miss me with all that. They 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 about as bad as everybody else. All that strict organized religion. They about just as bad as everybody else.
2: I agree. I never understood the mentality like, well, I'm still a virgin in my vagina. But my booty's blown out. Like, right. you, you, you've you been penetrated. Like, like, right. not. not right. stop. You're not better than a virgin because right. please. uh
1: They being there fudge the rules. They being there, fudge the rules.
0: Y'all know we good at moving some rules around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, gotta I ain't bad rules. at anybody fudging a little rule or two because I know our little meter can stick. We change our little meter stick around too for our convenience. Uh, are you a job witness? No, not at
2: all. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, Okay, listen. Hey, coming up next, Funky's shenanigans. Oh, my goodness. Put your, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your husbands, all that. And uh, later on in the show, San Francisco's $5 million reparations proposal. Are we close to getting reparations in San Francisco? Maybe spread out to the rest of the nation? We'll find out when we come back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF to all the soulmates in the chat. I don't know how many 1000s of y'all are in there, but I think there's a lot. I think it's popping in there. We have over 4,000. Put some spicy peppers in the chat. If you think you liking this new spicy version of the show, let us know how you feel and show us some love. All right, y'all, listen. We are all foodies here, some of us more than others, so let's get into this. Are y'all craving something fresh, delicious, and easy for springtime meals? We'll try Wild Grain and get their baked-from-frozen sourdough bread, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries delivered right to your door. Wild Grain is the first-ever baked-from-frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pasta, and artisanal pastries. Now, unlike supermarket bread, Wild Grain uses a slow fermentation process. That's easier on your belly, lower in sugar, and rich in nutrients and antioxidants. Now, every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, and you'll never run the risk of getting bored with the Wild Grain because they're constantly adding new seasonal and limited-time specials items to try. Plus, for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank so you can eat good food and do good at the same time. All you got to do is sign up at wildgrain.com t and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. Now, it's super easy to reschedule, cancel, or skip. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash t to start your subscription. Now, you heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash tea. That's wildgrain.com slash tea. Or you can use promo code T at checkout, Fellas, Hugh, I know you, uh, you, you like to eat out a lot, but when you are home, I know this convenience really helps you out. What do you think about this?
1: Well, you know, I I, I love Walgreens, especially for the girls that slim and young and supple like me who can eat bread. <laughs> oh, the bread is so good. The croissants are so good. And when you slim, young, fine, and supple like me, you can eat three, four. I mean, they are big croissants. They also have these peach pockets that Al raves about that's really good. And most recently, a Black people favorite, I made some chicken Alfredo from scratch using the noodles from wild grade they just happened to be in my freezer i had a couple packs uh, and they were everything my gentleman caller loved it so
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay now
0: listen i gotta agree with q on those daggone for that fettuccine that pasta is is next level but back to those croissants anybody who likes chocolate The the croissants now come with chocolate on the inside. It literally takes 10 minutes to bake. It's baked in your oven and not in a microwave, so it is really, really flaky and good. I promise you, this is one that you won't get wrong. Get your wild grains today. All right,
2: now promotional
0: considerations. Uh, offered furnished by Wild Grain. So
2: go ahead and check them out. All right, mates we know how much y'all enjoy hearing about Funky's nasty shenanigans in these streets. So we thought we'd give you some cute time with Funky Danieva. Cute, take it away.
1: So listen, first of all, before I get into this Q time, and it's just so funny because this comes from college. One of my good college friends just hit me up in the chat, Miss Onisha Herring. Shout out to Onisha. Shout out to my girl, Muffin. But y'all, this is about the time when I had got this nasty rash in between my legs and in my butt when I was in college. Oh, I'm just gonna uh, come, tell on, y'all, come on. Come on. Really? It's not what you think. It's I had, a butt rash. No, it, I had, it spread it to my butt. But let me tell you about it. I had this friend girl. We were really close. And she was dating a football player. And he would, would not answer the phone. And, you know, I'm from Miami. We, we in Miami, we got this culture. Of let's go around there. We quit to jump in the car and go around a bitch house to see what the hell going on. And so we get to his apartment and his car is out there and there is another car in the yard. So we just knew it was a girl in the house. So what do my ghetto behind do? I get out the car. I'm in basketball shorts and like bedroom shoes. And I creep behind this man's house in the bushes, looking in between the blinds in his back door, trying to see what was going on in the apartment. And it was just him and his homeboy in there playing video games while my homegirl is calling him and he's looking at the phone and ignoring it. The next morning, I'm scratching and itching all between my thighs and scratching my butt. And lo and behold, when I went to the student clinic, it was Tallahassee's finest poison ivy, y'all, all in between my thighs and in my butt. And this is what I get. <laughs> is the gay best friend that would do anything for my homegirl, include trying to help her find a man cheating. And he just ain't want her no more I was playing video games. That's all.
2: So
0: this time it was it. poison ivy making you itchy. Right. I would have failed for this story if you said what is that, that little bug that you can get when you walk through um fields and stuff? Is that a, a chigger? What what, ticks, the hell, what is it
2: triggers, ticks, crabs?
0: No, uh uh-uh. uh. It makes you itch. Mosquitoes. <laughs> oh well. I never mind. I'll figure it out. But I don't wish poison ivy on nobody. Please.
1: Baby, I don't have fleas because I don't lay down with dogs, okay? (laughs) You are the dog.
2: (laughs) But if all, so was your butt out and you had some little shorts? I had basketball
1: shorts and it spread. And you know, when you scratch stuff, you make it spread. So it Mm -hmm. crawled to like the bottom of my butt cheeks, but it was all in between my
0: thighs. It was the worst.
2: Al, you thinking about that picture? He accidentally sent us that time when you said it. Right,
0: that didn't look like no damn poison ivy to me. (laughs) Go on to the next <laughs> thing before I say something to get us canceled. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, y'all. Keep it locked because coming up next, we I uh, cannot wait to hear what the fellas got to say about this one. Omarion warns fans about catfishing. You know I want to miss this one. And later, Black residents in San Francisco fight for reparations. All right, y'all. We almost going to get all money. We'll be right back with more after this. Uh, welcome back to TGF. I'm just reading some of the comments uh, from the, the chat. They are funny. They, Q, they think we'd be exploiting you with that segment.
1: Y'all do be exploiting me, but that ain't the part that hurt me because I pay me for my pain. I don't mind being exploited for my past exploits. But what I don't like is when I get vulnerable on here and, and make myself human for the fans. And then you and Al use my business and attack me during the show. And we supposed to be a team. That's what I
0: don't like. <laughs>
2: Are we a team when you say my eggs are dry? Are we a team when you
1: call,
0: <laughs> call out... Uh, what do call, uh, me a uh, when you, yeah, oh, call me, a Sambo? When you call me a Sambo? Are we this a is team? My, this is about, are this we not team? about y'all. Mm-hmm. Would you be negative?
1: Mm-hmm. And for the record, the record fans... Mm-hmm. Get them, Claudia. Get them, Claudia. ...deflacting, the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. trying to evade accountability. That's mm-hmm. your white side coming out, Claudia, trying to evade accountability. How your white side, too, because you black like this and not like this. So we know you got... Go on to the next thing. Next story,
2: on. I'm going to go on to the next, but not before I let the fans know. We never asked Q to do Q time. He volunteered and submitted all these disgusting stories and made production, (laughs) put them in there. And now he's going to say, so you you rosewooding us right now. You like the little bitch with the rosewood thing. That's what you're doing. (laughs) False allegations. Speaking of false allegations and a recent episode of Dr. Phil, Omarion responded to a woman (laughs) who believed she was engaged to him. And have been sending him money. The woman uh, named Simone said she'd been, uh, began talking to this person in 2020 and claimed that Omarion's manager told her she must pay $3,000 to meet the singer. Of course, it turned out Simone was being catfished by the fake manager. Omarion joined the Dr. Phil episode virtually and said, I'm so sorry, Simone. I haven't been speaking with you online and we are not in a relationship. You haven't sent me any money. He also wrote in an Instagram story, Be smart, family. So many people have stories saying they spoke with me online. I don't take advantage of people. I respect and appreciate people who support me. Now, have y'all ever been catfished? And do you feel sorry for this woman? Or is the delusion too real? Al, what do you think about
0: this? Listen, if you got an IG account, you've been, if you have IG and you scroll through IG, you've been catfished. Because none of those people look like they do in person. As it relates to this case, this is sad and it's unfortunate, but let me tell you what's even more sad and unfortunate in this case is Dr. Phil creating an entire show around it. I see why now this is Dr. Phil's last season and he's getting canceled. This is ridiculous to bring on and explore this Black young woman and this Black celebrity in this way to talk about impersonating somebody and catfishing. I didn't like it. And, I, and I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't like it. Now, as far as the catfishing part, we all know that impersonating someone online is not a crime, but in this case, as the, as the number of cases start to triple, I really do think that legally something should happen for those that are catfishing for the sake of creating fraud and stealing money.
2: Okay. Q, what do you think about this?
1: Y'all always set me up to be the bad guy. Okay. (laughs) I'm so sick and tired of it.
2: And you do it so well. So please.
1: Listen. Okay. Listen to me, daughter. Let me sit up. In this life, we all have a league. All right. And when it comes to physicality, the more you deviate, (laughs) <laughs> from the generally accepted standard of beauty that's on the cover of magazines, be it Essence or Vogue, the less likely it is that a celebrity like Omarion would <laughs> be interested in you. Furthermore, if you look like you are over the food ministry at Mount Pleasant Missionary (laughs) Baptist Church and that you make a nasty peach cobbler on Thanksgiving (laughs) and you ain't never dated Michael, John, Chris, Randy, anybody with no muscles or anybody outside your town or anybody that damn fine or anybody that damn popular. Why on today? Of all days that you thought your cooking, your loving, your looks, your essence, and your aura secured Omarion over the phone. So, no, I highly disagree with Al. Dr. Phil didn't exploit you. The show didn't exploit you. Your delusions of grandeur exploited you. You had to know better Miss do better, people. In short, why would Omariel? <laughs> why? 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 And if y'all wanna spend some time in the comments and unpack it, we can. But of all the women and how you rank in comparison to all the women he got access to, he wanted you. Child, it must've been a Christmas miracle. On Fifty Fourth Street,
2: you know, sometimes there are women that we don't deem attractive, and they be having fine ass men. It would be Ray. You be like, "Yo," but there's more to the person than what we think they look like, okay? Cause I I don't had a couple fine dudes, and I couldn't believe what their exes looked like. I was like, "Well, damn!" But then I had to get out of that superficial mode and say, "She made him feel good." She showed him love. She was something else there's more, you know, there's more to it than the looks. My issue with her is how the hell do you think you're engaged with someone you ain't never seen in person? How do people really think they're that really much in a relationship that you've never seen? You've never faced time. You only talk to a voice. You don't know who that is, and you've sent money to. Like I don't get that delusion. Yeah, we can talk about her looks, and yeah, okay. But let's not act like they guys on oh, here. Yeah, that's you know, they these girls went a Women can get a man. That's the easiest thing to get, okay? But why do you think this person was your man when you never even seen him in real life?
1: Claudia, you know I'm going to be honest with you. I think they do know. I think that life is just dealt with. Mm-hmm. For whatever little gratification and pleasure they get for holding on to that fantasy, mm-hmm. they just do. Because there's no way in hell a grown person who was smart enough to pass the driver's exam or graduate high school does not have the deductive reasoning skills to deduce that that is not her man.
0: Now, let's talk about deductive reasoning skills. Deductive reasoning means you have to call Dr. Phil's show, and you have to share your story. After you share your story, you have to go through an interview and give uh, all the facts as it relates to you, why you thought you were engaged to Omarion. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Dr. Phil, shame on you for this. Shame. All you, Dr. Phil, for this.
2: There's a girl in Houston right now that claims she's married to 50 Cent. Look her up. It's called Mrs. 50 Cent. And she sends me videos all the time. Like, he's my husband. You guys will see one day. Almost to the point where i almost believe believer. I'm like, well, he has a woman. I engaged a few times because I we, do be having time. There's a lot of people out here that really are out here thinking that they are in relationships with celebrities, Yeah, mm-hmm. It's scary. It's actually sad. But what if we're wrong? No. Okay.
1: Uh
2: All right, y'all. I hope we're not wrong about this, about maybe some of us getting reparations. A committee in San Francisco has released an extensive proposal for reparations that include a one time payment of five million dollars to each eligible black resident. The San Francisco African-American Reparations Advisory Committee was tasked to develop a plan to address the institutional city sanctioned harm that has been inflicted upon African-American communities. Uh, Brittany Chikura, uh, Director of Economic Rights at the San Francisco African-American Reparations Advisory Committee, said the San Francisco Board of Supervisors reached a draft of the 60-page proposal in late December and it's expected to accept, amend, or reject it. A hearing to discuss their decision has not been set. Now, $5 million for each person up there? Okay. Al, what are your thoughts on the story? What do you think?
0: Listen, I love this. I love this. I love this dialogue. And especially after I watched Emancipation on a plane the other day. I am really enjoying the fact that the state of California seems to have their finger on the pulse when it comes to the reparation conversation. The creation of a task force and committees let me know that there's an undertone that there may be successful, at least bringing it to the forefront of discussion, which is amazing. I applaud California. And I also encourage other states, especially the southern states where slavery was deep and wide. to to, to use California as precedents so that we can all get the reparations that we deserve. And our families worked hard to build in America that they're now trying to remove us out of the history of true American history. Yes, I'm here for it. Great job.
2: All right, California. Q, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm going to need each and every person on that committee to get off my I am the first person in favor of making things right. All right, but we all live in a world where we know good today, where black people in any damn city, state, or municipality within the confines of the United States will receive a payout for five million dollars. That will be World War Three in this country. I think the more feasible way of reparations is for it to come in a more creative package: um, home ownership, business loans. But we're never going to get a, a, a huge payout like that. It's just
0: asinine. But Q, that's not true. All, All right, right let's gotta, break. Let's break. Let's oh, break oh, this we down we gotta, because gotta, this this repar- oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, go
1: ahead. <laughs> Why me. do you want to teach us the commercial, baby? <laughs> uh, I would like to
2: finish this conversation right after this commercial because I think it's important. So let's uh, we have we uh, we have a little bit more conversation left when we come back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGAF. Before we went to break, we were talking about California. Well, San Francisco possibly uh, passing. Well, they're working on uh, getting reparations. Q doesn't think it's possible. Al does. Um, It's definitely (laughs) what we deserve. And someone made a good comment in the chat. They said, you know, think about it. A few years ago, we never thought we'd be able to be out in the streets publicly smoking weed in front of a police officer. But now here we are.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, this is a deal. The the Q, you mentioned reparations. Well, a part of the reparations that they're proposing is affordable housing. It is cash. It is home ownership. It is lending uh, money easily to uh, small business owners and African-Americans. Look, if we're able to provide reparations for the American Indians at the tune of $100 billion a year in America, and we're able to provide reparations for those who are part of the Holocaust, um, I think you can find space to make a conversation around providing us African-Americans reparations for all that we've done in this country because we built country. I, I, and
2: I, 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 I will say it's probably going to be difficult. There's what 40 million of us in America times 5 million. And then there's also, you know, black people in America that weren't descendants of slavery. There's going to be an argument about that. We already hear the FBA versus, you know, people that were not direct to sentence of slavery how do we do that that's that's going to be difficult but i will applaud california for constantly being at the forefront being very progressive and gavin newsom i i do i he looks like he's setting himself up to be to run for president and he has very progressive views that are very inclusive of a lot of different people and i and I, even if it doesn't work out i respect the hell out of trying mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and, he, and there's a lot of rich Republicans in California that he he's really making mad if this thing ever did happen or the people of San Francisco. So, all right. Hey, we need to get into this another, another time because and take a yep. deeper dive because it's too much to talk about. I want to thank my great co-hosts, Funky Dineva and Al Reynolds. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for in Style Atlanta Uncut, and we will see y'all back on Friday. Bye.
0: Hey, have a good night, soulmates. Bye, guys. Bye.